for you as a people who need to be reminded that you are a great God. And so, Lord, we ask that you would move in a powerful way using your great word by the power of your Holy Spirit to touch our hearts, to be transformed into the likeness of your Son, Jesus. And so we thank you for your love and your mercy. We thank you for congregations gathering. We thank you for word being preached. We thank you for song being sung. We thank you for giving us yourself as a God to be praised, worshipped, obeyed, and sought after. We thank you, O God, that you've given us everything that we need to have peace and joy in Christ Jesus. For we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Please have a seat. We can all identify with moments where we wanted to do the right thing, but the wrong thing seemed to come out of us. Where we wanted to go the right way, but the wrong way seemed to be the path that we followed. Where we wanted to obey God, but disobedience seemed only to follow. I know that I'm not alone. Um, I know that I'm not alone in saying that there have been moments in my life where I said, I won't go down this way. This is wrong. And I compromised not your morals, not your standards. I compromised my own. All of us have struggled with temptation in one form or another. All of us have been with people we shouldn't be with in places we shouldn't be in doing things we ought not be doing. All of us have all of us have struggled with things that in our soul is crushing us. Some of us struggle in the dark. It's quiet. Nobody else knows. It's just you and your conscience and God. And God calls out your name and you feel like you're going to drown in this temptation and this struggle. Some of us think that our struggle is unique. But others of us, other of us struggle. The doctor is coming up to us and says, you know, your heart is not going to be able to take much more of this. Your cholesterol seems to be only going higher. Others of us have friends who say, you know, this might be a problem. And we have 50 million excuses why we fall into the temptations that we do. We say we're bent that way. We say we're born that way. We say we can only lean that way. We say we've done it since we were little kids. Listen to me. Here's what I know about every one of us. I know this about you, and I know this about me, that 2014 will not be free from its temptations. That 2014 will not be free of those moments that call unto you, that you can rationalize to yourself, but not to your God. Moments where you and I are brought to the edge 
And the question isn't whether or not it will come. The question is, will we jump? All of us. Me, you, all of us. It is because of this human weakness, this propensity to be tempted and fall into temptation, that in the most perfect prayer ever prayed, God gives us a moment where we, in fact, could pray, Oh God, this temptation thing, it's going to get me. Protect me. Overcome in me. Strengthen through me. Be a warrior in me. Overcome. He gives us this incredible prayer and he asks us, pray. Pray that you overcome this temptation. There's three ways that we tend to look at temptation. Three ways that temptation comes at us. Three ways that at least in Recovery House of Worship, this is how we deal with temptation. The first one, the first way we deal with it at Recovery House of Worship, now by the way, there are millions more, but I'm speaking in a local context with a local church. And here's how I've noticed most of us deal with it, you and me. We ignore it. We ignore it. We act like it's not there. We say to ourselves, no big deal. I'm bigger. I'm stronger. I can overcome this temptation. It's not that big of a deal. We ignore it. We hear this in the stories of those who have relapsed. They say, well, it was just, you know, it was just a temptation in the morning. Well, did you call anybody? Did you talk about what you felt? Did you, t- did you say anything to anyone? And they go, no, 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 I just thought I could what? I thought I could handle it. You ignore it. You say it's no big deal. It doesn't need any kind of correction. It doesn't need any type of address. We just ignore it. Some of you right now, you're ignoring it. It's coming to get you. The temptation is. There's another way. There's another way that we deal with it. Um, I wonder if anybody can finish this. Um, The only way to deal with the temptation is to give into it. Have you ever heard of that? The only way to deal with the temptation is to give into it. It was written by a guy by the name of Oscar Wilde. Here's was his quote. The only way to get rid of a temptation, it was in his book, The Picture of Dorian Gray. Great book, bad quote. Uh, the only way to get rid of a temptation is to yield it. Let me see if, the, I wonder if you see anything familiar in the next line I'm about to read. Resist it and your soul grows sick with longing for things it has forbidden to itself, with desires for what its monstrous laws have made monstrous and unlawful. Give me that, is what he's saying. The only way to get rid of a temptation is to give in to a temptation. And so this is how we live our lives. We behave and act. Listen to me. It was okay that you cheated. You know why? Because the only way to get rid of that lustful desire is to give in to it. Hey, it's okay that you ate more than you should because the only way you're going to get rid of that longing is to give in to it. Hey, it's okay that you cut yourself because the only way you're going to get rid of that pain is by inflicting some more on yourself. Hey, it's okay to, to, be, to go in this direction in this direction, because, oh, I'm just born this way. I just act, I'm bent like this. 
I, I, I go into this direction. I've been doing it since I was a kid. Only way, only way to get rid of that temptation is to give into it. It's the second way. It's the most familiar way. What do people tell me? They say, I just couldn't help myself. I go, no, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. Guys with anger problems, like, you know, real, oh, I just can't control my anger. You seem to do very well in front of judges. Why don't you apply that? Why don't you apply that to every other area in your life? But this fact is, listen to me, you, what, what we're saying here is that, no, 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 there, there, there's something here we can help. There's something here we can help. But these are three ways that we try to give in to, we try to deal with temptation. The first one is to ignore it. The second one is just to yield to it. Hey, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You know? The third way, the third way, is to submit to God and to say, God, this is a temptation that's greater than me. Would you be greater than the temptation? Now, You've heard it said, you've heard it said that God will never give you more than you can handle. Haven't you heard that said? You know that's not true, right? Some of you have lived your life. Listen to me. Listen to me. I've been doing this for a minute. God has given me more than I can handle this morning. It doesn't take much to give you more than you can handle. Isn't it true? Right? All it takes is a little cheesecake in the refrigerator, right? Oh, no! How can I resist? It doesn't take much. You see, you think that you're stronger than you are, but you're a punk, and so am I. And it's okay if we just identify and just, and just go, oh, wait, 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 that's true. That's true. Why did you... Why did you have that terrible argument? Oh, she pushed my button. Well, but what button was that? She asked me where my car was parked. See, you're a punk and I'm a punk. And all of us have more than we can handle. The question isn't, does God give you more than you can handle? The question is, can God give you more than he can handle through you? And God will never give you more. He'll give you often. He'll give you more than you can handle to remind you of your weakness and make himself strong in you. That when the temptation comes, it does not overcome because Jesus has overcome the temptation. Because Jesus is the overcomer. You go, oh, I, I can't do it. Well, I'm grateful that you and God agree at least on something. You cannot do it. Nor would God ask you to do it. Didn't you get the message? You're the punk. God can, however, do it. And he can do it in a magnificent way, in a way that makes you not glorify in your strength, but glorify in the one who was made strong in you. And it is to this point where we go, God says, I don't want you to ignore it. I don't want you to give in to it. I want you to fight. I want you to, I want you to go to war. But I don't want you to go on your own. And I don't want you to do it in your own strength. Good night. If you, I mean, isn't it true, right? So how was last week for you in your temptations, right? I've got some, I've got some W's and I've got some L's. I didn't do, I, I wish I would have done better last week, but I, I, I never bat a thousand. Do you? God says, I'm going to give you a prayer to prayer. 
I'm going to give you a prayer to pray because you're weak. I'm going to give you a prayer to prayer because you can't on your own. I'm going to give you a prayer to pray because when temptation is great, God is greater still. When temptation promises the world, God will hold up your strength knowing that he can get you through even this temptation that promises everything but delivers nothing. Even this temptation that you think you're the only one who's ever gone through it. You think you're the only one with a marriage that seems loveless. You think you're the only one who struggles with the food. You think you're the only one who has to wear long sleeves on a hot day because you cut yourself. You think you're the only one who who takes in food only to throw it up again. You think you're the only one who's struggling with singleness. You think you're the only one who struggles with that dark, secret sin. You think you're the only one who thinks that they have a bent, born to something, and just live life with that temptation over your head. You even identify yourself by it. No, you're not the only one. There's one who knows that we all struggle, that we all contend, that we all deal, that we all must fight. And he gives us a prayer to pray so that we might be victorious in Christ. Because here's, here's what you need to know. There is no temptation, no temptation that you've ever gone through that Christ didn't go through first. There is no temptation that you've ever gone through. You go, no, Christ doesn't know how I feel. No, listen to me. We do not have a high priest who is ignorant about the temptations that you and I suffer with. We have one who's faced temptation in every single facet that you and I have faced. And he overcame. Listen to me. And then he promised to overcome again in you. He's promised to overcome through you. He's promised to overcome in you. He's promised it. And so he says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to remember every day. Every day I want you to remember that there are temptations that are going to come your way. Do not be surprised that temptations are coming your way. You know, uh, early uh, May of last year, I went on an extended fast. And some... um, some unforeseen things happened, really good things. Like there was, anybody here, and and you can raise your hand or not, but is there any, am I the only one here who feels like they were born a particular way and have acted out on a particular temptation like their whole life? Like you have a bent to act out on this particular temptation, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like that. That's me. I have this, right? I don't know what yours is, but I know what mine's is. And I'm not going to tell you mine because then you'll think, oh, then, oh, it's Edwin and not mine. But listen to me. After, the, after my extended fast, after my extended fast, like a miracle, no, zero temptation in that area. None left. Like I never, like I never struggled with it before in my life. It disappeared And then sometime in late December, it came back with a vengeance. I was shocked. I was surprised. I was like, why am I bending this way again? I thought I didn't bend this way anymore. I thought, I go, but I was born this way, and I I struggled with this since I was a little kid, and I've always had these desires, and, and it's, oh, I feel the bend again. 
And I was shocked. Don't be shocked. Temptation's going to come your way. I don't care how spiritual you think you are. I don't care how much Bible you have memorized. I don't care how good you think you are. Temptation is going to come your way. The only question is, is how will you deal with this monster when it gets here? My prayer is, is that you'll start fighting before you're in the temptation. You'll fight praying to God on your knees, seeking His face, asking Him for strength before you ever hear the first shot. Because it's a war. Now, one of, one of the uh, traditions we have in our church is to stand at the reading of God's Word. So won't you stand, because we're going to read God's Word. I want you to read God's Word with full voice. Excited, we've been doing this for a few weeks, so you know it. We're going to read the entire Our Father. And so, with a nice loud voice, on the count of three, one, two, three. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed thy on earth. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This is God's Word. Please, have a seat. Today we're going to look at this very simple but powerful prayer. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It's one that we're all going to struggle with. It's all one that we're all going to fight against. So you might want to pay attention. And lead us not into temptation, because we can find it by ourselves, right? <laughs> we don't need no help finding temptation. I know, I know, me too. So let's look at it. Let's look at it together. And let's see what God will teach us. And lead us not into temptation. Now, here's the thing. The New Testament was written in Greek, which is what we're reading from. It was written in Greek, and it was translated into English. Is this new information for anybody, right? Like for some of you, right, who are new? The New, Tem- the new Testament was written thousands of years ago, like almost 2,000 years ago. It was written in Greek and translated into the rest of the languages that we have the New Testament translated into. So when you translate this word, temptation, the Greek word for temptation could be translated one of three ways. Depending on the context, it's either trial, test, or temptation. Why do I say this? Because the problem is when you transfer from one language to the other, anybody who speaks more than two languages knows that sometimes when you translate, like, have you ever seen a boxing match, Spanish guys? Have you ever seen a boxing match and then heard the translation and you're like, that's not quite what he said, right? Have you ever done that? Like, I've done that all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so um, uh, you, you see that and you go, oh, okay, wait, they're doing the best they can. They're translating. They're doing the best to translate. Well, it's test or trial or temptation. So when you think of temptation, this is not like God tempting you, like, like oh, I'm going to, look, 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 look. I'm going to make them fall. I'm going to make them fall. This is more like a test. 
Now, tests are important. Now, I know that some of you come from a, a background and you say this. You say, well, God doesn't test me because if God tested me, I would fail. I've heard that said before. And what, I'm, what I want to submit to you is perhaps that statement is wrong. That perhaps God does test you. Now we have to ask, why would God test us? Well, God would test us for the same reason your fifth grade teacher tested you. To show you where you were really at with the information. That's what tests do. Tests reveal So you and I think that we are stronger than we think. Oh my gosh, look at me, I'm so humble. Oh my God, look at me, I'm so disciplined. Oh my God, look at me. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so. And God allows tests in our lives to remind us how desperate our need is of us. Now, did we have a desperate need for God before the test? Yes. Did we know it? No. That is a recipe for disaster. So God says, I have to show them where they at, where they're at. And so God allows tests to enter into our lives. And some of these tests are like trials. I mean, they go on forever. Single people, look at me. Feels like a trial, right? It's like, oh my, when am I going to get married? When is my happily ever after going to happen? When is that going Divorced people. When is this pain ever going to stop? When am I going to feel like my leg is not chopped off? When is it, when, when it going to happen? Married people, when is the fighting going to stop? It's more than just a test. It's more like a trial. It's more like a season of life that you feel will never end. It goes on and on and on. And every morning we wake up and we say, don't let us be overwhelmed. Don't let us be run roughshod. Don't let us be overcome by this temptation. We know the temptation is going to come. But don't let us be overcome. And lead us not into temptation. But, and I love this, deliver us from evil. Now, depending on the translation that you have, it's either deliver us from the evil one or deliver us from evil. If it's evil one, because like I said, the translation can go either way. If it's evil one, then we're asking God to deliver us from the evil one, from the temptation that he's going to throw our way. Does that make sense? If it's evil then we're asking God to deliver us from the temptation that can overtake us. Is that right? So either way, (laughs) you're asking God, whether it's evil one or evil, they're saying the same thing. Here's what they're saying. God, there's a pressure that comes on me. There's a weight that's put on me when I'm fighting through temptation. Don't let it crush me. Don't let it destroy me. You know, sometimes on, on this world, I feel like a POW. Um, I feel like I'm in a POW camp. Do you ever feel like that? Where the temptation is so great. What I mean by the POW camp is that um, in POW camps, they catch prisoners of war. That's what POW means, prisoners of war. And so they put them, and then they try to gather information from them. 
And so what they do is that they put them in a, you know, and you've seen it in the movies, right? They put them in a chair, they put them in a bed, you know, they lay them down in a bed, and they always show them the tools first, right? These tools will get you to tell me everything I know. You ever seen that, right? It's like every movie where there's war criminals, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and so, and so I love, like, you know, in, 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 in one movie, they, uh, they, they said, okay, here's what you do. In the first torture session, because no one can endure torture forever, right? You're supposed to give your rank, your name, and then in the next torture session, you give 20 minutes, and then, you know, and then you can give your serial number and all this other stuff. And I just, and sometimes I'm under a season of, de- of, of temptation that seems so dark and so difficult and so overwhelming. I pray this prayer, not because I don't want the temptation to come, but because, God, I feel like I'm going to break. I feel like I'm going to give away all the secrets. I feel like the torture is too great. I feel like the temptation is too strong. I feel like I'm going to be overcome. So, Lord, send in the troops. Send in the troops because I don't know how much longer I can endure this suffering. So Jesus says, but deliver us from evil. That when temptation has overwhelmed us, when it has overcome us, come in to the rescue. It's a great verse. Every Christian should have this verse memorized. It's 1 Corinthians 10.13. And it says this, no temptation has seized you. A bunch of you know it, so let's say it together. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. But God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you could stand up under it. Listen, what does that say? It says, number one, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. That means that you're not unique. You're not the only one going through the temptation. Everybody around you knows exactly what it feels to go through the temptation that you're going through. You're not unique. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. Everybody goes through this. But God is faithful. That means that God will not run when your temptation comes. But God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Why? Because God is with you. He'll bear up your strength. He'll strengthen you. No temptation has seized you except what God is. Um, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, you know why? When? Because it's never if. It's when. When you are tempted, He will provide a way out. He will provide a way out so that you might stand up under it. Haven't you ever experienced those moments? You're driving to the wrong place. You're going to do the wrong thing. And what happens? A cop pulls you over. And all of a sudden, you've been derailed. And you're like, oh, wow, I can't get to the place anymore. Maybe some of you have um, given into, are going towards a temptation, and then you get a phone call as soon as you go. You go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in, and then it's like, Hey, just calling, you know, God put you on my heart. Whoa, what is that about? And God has given you a way out. And you're able to go, dude, you have no idea. I remember truly one time I was driving and um, 
And I just got this incredible... I had not been to, uh, how can you say this? I had not been to this particular um, sin. I had not acted out on this sin in a long time. I was driving to speak somewhere, like in the cornfields of New Jersey. It was like one of those places, right? And I had this overwhelming thing, because I was like two hours early. I had this overwhelming temptation. I had this overwhelming urge to act out on this sin. And so it was right then that Ray called. He said, hey, Ed, how you doing? I said, well, yeah, I think I'm going to, you know, I think I'm going to give away all the cookies. All right? And he said, uh, hold on one second. And he went into his office because there was something going on here. And we talked. You know what God did? He provided a way out. I was able to confess. I was able to tell. I was able to relieve myself of the pressure. I was no longer struggling by myself. But I had another man with me. I had another man with me. And it wasn't Ray, and it wasn't me. It was Christ knew what I needed. And he was with us. And he strengthens us. You know, he'll do the same thing for you. You think it's just a coincidence, and then you put your phone mute. That's God's way out. And so God says, before you go into it, before you get into the temptation, before you fall prey to the thing that you feel a bent towards, you go, but I've been born this way. That's okay, a lot of us feel that way. Yeah, but I've been doing this since I was a kid. I remember having these emotions when I was just a little boy. Listen, it's all right. We all have something like that. All of us struggle with something that we feel prone to. And God says, before the temptation comes, I want you to pray and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So here's the big idea that I need you to know. Okay, here's the big idea. Are you ready for the big idea? The big idea is coming right now. Are you ready? Okay, here it is. Wake up. Here it is. Temptation will come, but Jesus will overcome. Temptation will come, but Jesus will overcome. Temptation is going to try to stake claim on your life, but Jesus will fight hard for your heart. Temptation will come to try to overtake me, but Jesus will overcome that temptation by the power of His Holy Spirit. Temptation will come every time. Listen, the phone will ring and temptation will shout my name. Does anybody here have a temptation that shouts their name? Oh, not you. I know, you're so cute. Just me. And God says, I call you by a different name. You are my Christ follower. You're my disciple. I love you. You're in the family. I love that. I love that God gives us himself that while temptation will come, Jesus has overcome. How has he done that? He's done that by dying on the cross for your sins, rising from the dead, experiencing every temptation that you'll ever go through, plowing through it, crushing it, and then promise, I'll send you the Holy Spirit so that in you I can crush sin some more. In you I can crush sin some more. Now, I always feel like my words are inadequate to illustrate what we're trying to say, so I always try to illustrate what we're doing. So, I need the three volunteers that were chosen before this service, the three volunteers to come up and, um, and do this illustration with me, okay? So now, 
For those of you who are listening on the podcast or on CD or something like that, okay, um, what we're doing is we're giving out T-shirts, all right? And one T-shirt says, Holy Spirit. The other T-shirt says, Me. And the other T-shirt says, Temptation. Now, this is important. You need to listen because everything that I'm trying to tell you about this prayer is real. Listen to me. Listen to me. Some of you have ruined marriages because you didn't get this lesson. Some of you have ruined your health and are presently ruining your health because you didn't get this lesson. I'm trying to bless your future. So listen, this is a big deal. For you young people, there's a lot of future ahead of you. There's a lot at stake. For you older people, there's a lot of legacy at stake. So listen, next few minutes are big. In life, Holy Spirit is going to stand right here. In life, me, now the Holy Spirit represents uh, the comforter that Jesus sends. He's the comforter that Jesus sends to live inside of every believer. I don't care how grimy you feel. I don't care how dirty you feel. If you belong to him, he lives in you. And he'll strengthen you and love you and encourage you. Oh, he'll do it. He'll do it. It's Holy Spirit. Jesus sends him, the Holy Spirit. Bianca here represents you and me. This is our lives. The lives that you and I live every day. These stairs, that's where we're born. Those stairs, that's where we die. This stage, this is the course of our life. Some of us get 10 years. Some of us get 50 years. Some of us get 100 years. But all of us have an expiration date. You do understand that, right? Not one of you will be here in 100 years from now. Not even, man, not even, maybe not even the kids in the nursery. 100 years from now, we're all dead. So there's an expiration date. But between birth and death, there's the things that you and I struggle with. Now, you and I live life, and as we go through life, there's this horrible thing called temptation that is going to come out to us and confront us. Yes. This temptation, listen to me, listen to me, this is big. What does yours look like? What does yours look like? You got it in your mind? Because this is you. Now, the nightmare is, is that when the temptation shows up, some of you go, I've been waiting for you so long. This is no good. Don't clap for that. That's no good. That's no good. This is horrible. This is sin. Okay. The whole sermon is against that concept. Okay, you do understand where we're going against this, right? Okay. I've been waiting for you for so long. That's what you do. But now what happens is, if you're in Christ, you say, no, I'm not giving in to this. So you try to move this way, and you try to get around it, and you try to come to it. And this is, now this is what happens to you. And then temptation, you feel, overtakes you. And it grabs a hold of you. And then it throws you to the ground. And here, oh my, the pain and the tears that were cried here. Oh man, some of you are sitting in this position going, why did I do it? Why did I do it? I wish I hadn't done it. All that clean time. All that, oh man, that I hurt her so bad. 
all abandoned. Some of you are sitting right here, right now. You acted out on sin, maybe last night, maybe 15 years ago, but you're still here. You've been broken. Temptation has had its way with you. It's, and you've given in to sin. And now you feel devastated. And you don't know how you could ever put the pieces back together again. I think all of us have been here at one time or another, no? That's why this message is so important. I don't want you to live here. Jesus doesn't want you to live here. I want to be victorious. So let me give you an alternative. So what happens is we're born. And then we're born again. We get a new life. We get a new nature. We get Jesus, our big brother and best friend and God and King and glorious one and all. He says, I'll die for you. I'll raise for you. I'll create a a place in heaven for you. And what he does is, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit does more than just put his arm around you, comes to live in you. So this illustration breaks down if you look at it too much. But this is the best we could do at this point. The Holy Spirit will come with you. And here's what happens throughout life. You start walking through life. And temptation still shows its face. But the Holy Spirit defends and guards and, yes, and as... Right, right. And watch this. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. And on that final day can be a glad day. And on that final day, there's less regret and less guilt and less shame. On that final day is a day of joy because you lived. This is a life lived in submission to God. This is a life lived well. This is a life who did not, was not free from temptation but knew that while temptation would come, that Jesus could overcome. Thank you, guys. You did a great job. Thanks. So what about you, beloved? What temptation is it? Is it? Is it? Listen to me. Is it a little blade in your purse? Are you making yourself pay? Are you, do you have to wear long shirts in warm weather because you've been cutting yourself? I'm telling you, I know of one who's been cut for you. You don't have to cut yourself no more. What's your temptation? I don't know what it is. Do you feel like me? That you've been bent, born in a particular way, had the desire since you were a little guy. And that you've got to give into it because it's who you are. Jesus says, don't you dare name yourself anything other than what I call you. Don't you name yourself. What, what is it you? What is it for you? Here's what I know, beloved. I know that what you feed will grow. And what you starve will die. I know that you and I are going to this day, not tomorrow, not next week, today, you and I 
are going to experience temptations and difficulties. And the question isn't, will it come? The question is, will I be in prayer so that I might see Jesus overcome? Because every time temptation comes for you, it's not coming for your moment. It's coming for something bigger. Listen to me. Temptation will come, but Jesus will overcome. I don't know what that looks like for you. For some of you, you're just going to have to take out the phone and go, delete, 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 delete. Some of you are just going to have to go, listen, and you might not be able to do this. You might have to just get off Facebook altogether. Some of you, listen to me. Some of you are going to have to invite some friends over to your house to clean the stuff out. Some of you are going to have to ask some people over to to empty out the fridge and do a new kind of grocery shopping so that you don't set yourself up for failure. I don't know. I wish I knew what your deal was, but you know what your deal is. And my prayer is is that you would not fight it on your own because you will surely lose, but that you will... Resting in Christ. So you know what it means to have the Holy Spirit walk you through life? It means, I remember this. I remember this. Remember, anybody remember when 42nd Street was a horror story? Right? Yeah, before it was like, 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 you know, Disney World. Right? And it's, but I remember when, I remember when 42nd Street was a horror story and I was going to a place to, to act out. And I remember, I remember what a great day it was when I, when I surrendered to Christ and I kept on falling to the sin. I remember the great day when the Holy Spirit said, Ed, why don't we just not walk down that block? Why don't we just, why don't we just walk like ten blocks out of the way? Why don't you, you know, Ed, you usually take an hour. What, what else would you like to do in the next hour? And I didn't. That's what the, that was what it means to walk with the Holy Spirit. What it means to walk with the Holy Spirit when you take out the phone is when the Holy Spirit don't pick that up. You go, I'm not picking that up. I'm calling my, what? I'm calling my discipler. I'm calling my spiritual father. I'm calling my sponsor. I'm calling my friend. I'm calling my buddy, my running buddy. What am I doing? I'm going to hang up and call right away because if I give myself a second to think, it's on. What does it mean? What does it mean at 2 o'clock in the morning for the Holy Spirit to be with you? And he's like, oh man, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You cleared out the cake and you cleared out the ice cream. And so, oh man, I'm hungry. And you go in there and you go, oh, Carrots. And you go back to bed. Listen. What is... Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. It's... When we sit here, it's kind of like being in a safe place, isn't it? But you're going to leave in a few minutes. 
And I love you. And I want you to win. I want you to rest in Christ. I want you to be victorious and not be overcome. Temptation will come. But Jesus, He'll overcome. So here, listen to me. Why can we overcome this temptation? Because at the very beginning of this prayer, does anybody remember the first two words that God asks us to pray? What was it? It was, our Father. So we go, we we sit on Papa's lap, and we say, ah. So here are the five things that I'm tempted with. Here are the five things that come up. Like, what are yours? I don't know what yours are. I know what mine are. Rage, overeating, impatience, lust. Are you focusing on mine, or do you know yours? What are yours? I've got my five. What are yours? And that you just sit there. And you go, Papa, I know that these are coming. They always come. And I want to see Jesus overcome. I want to see him victorious in me. You know why, beloved, you and I can pray and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil? Because when Jesus prayed that in the garden, Father, if there's any way that this cup could pass from me, he was the only person in history who was told no. You and I can pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, because Jesus would not be delivered from evil. He was just not tempted in his life. He was tempted with his life and costing his life. And he died for our sins and he rose from the dead for your salvation. And you don't want to. You don't want to forget that. You and I can be free from temptation. Not free from temptation, but free from acting out on the temptation because Jesus can overcome in us. Now, there might be some of you here who are right now struggling mighty with something. I want to pray for you. So if you find yourself struggling with a temptation, you find yourself like me, oh, feeling bent since birth by something, you find yourself overcome. Maybe there's somebody who's next to the cubicle. Maybe there's somebody... Maybe there's, I don't know what it is. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for those of you who find yourself struggling with the temptation, but are determined to ask God for strength to pray this prayer and keep from the act of the temptation. Saying, you know what? I'm just going to be praying, God, deliver me. Deliver me. Deliver me. Deliver me. Don't let the temptation overtake me but free me from this overwhelming sense of desire. Count of three, I'll ask you to stand. One, two, three, if you need prayer. Yeah, it's a lot of us. Yeah, me too. Me too. Father, we come before you as a desperate, desperate people who, if not for your strength, will be overcome by temptation. Remind us, O God, that the temptation is not the sin. We're all going to be tempted 
Some of us have been tempted right here in this service. Remind us, O God, that while the temptation is not the sin, it's what we do with the temptation that can turn into sin. So, Father, would you help us, a bunch of liars, to be truthful? Would you help us, a bunch of uh, thieves? Would you help us, a bunch of adulterers and fornicators? Would you help us, a bunch of single people who think they have a better plan? Would you help us, a bunch of married people who think they have a better plan? Would you help us, a bunch of young people who think they have a better plan? So we come before you knowing that the temptation will come, but that Jesus can overcome. And we ask, O God, that we would follow the promptings of your Holy Spirit as you give us direction. And that we would find great victory, joy, peace, and the future in Christ as we go through these temptations. Strengthen my brothers and sisters. Help them to overcome. For we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.